traffic stopped, you lay on the horn and you ask yourself, where is my cancer unicorn? But we're at the gate with your cancer card, we're your passport date, cause cancer's damn hard, oh, thanks cancer, thanks cancer. Victories in the dark. Hi, I'm Mimi Hall. And I'm Leanna House. And you're listening to Thanks Cancer. We are two cancer friends. And we're not doctors. We're not nurses. We're not shrinks. We're not psychics. We're not shamans. No, and cancer's pretty hard, too. I so mean, cancer's a little hard. You might hear some swearing words some in swears. the episode. Ben, we hope you'll enjoy it. This is the podcast we wish that we had when we were going through our treatment. Hi, oh. Mimi. Hey, Leanna. What is going on today? So we're talking about how cancer's weird. Cancer's so weird. It makes you weird. It. I mean, if you weren't weird at the beginning of this, you're going to just be so weird by yeah, the end of it. If your life is all together, it's going to get weird. And if your life was all together, it might be worse because you were like really normal. So the fall was way... You didn't know weird. Yeah, you'd never you'd never experienced this before. That wasn't your neighborhood, and now it's very much like, hi, you're living in the weird. <laughs> and you can't get out. It's like quicksand. No, and it, it changes you, right? Like, and, you know, for those of us who are lucky to survive, like, our initial diagnosis and get through it and have some recovery, like, you find yourself changing, too. I mean, so your personality starts to change and people around you start to react to that. Like, I don't know, I crack jokes all the time now. Like, I cannot, and they're actually quite funny. I make people so uncomfortable. Why? Because the things that I think are funny are not things that most people think are funny, except, like, you. Oh, because they're too dark? Yeah. Uh-huh. People get, like, scared. Yeah. I definitely feel that I can make jokes with you um, and a couple of other select people who've been through some stuff. Kind of the outsiders. Do you know what I mean? Who I feel like are tough enough. To... The, the people at the fringes. Yeah, or just, like, those kinds of people who are just special people. Do you know what I mean? Like The kind ends of... of the bell curve. Yeah, the ends of the bell curve people. Definitely. So those definitely, are the people yeah. that you're going to be drawn to. Yeah, and I think maybe, like, having a cancer experience at a younger age puts you also right at the end of a bell curve, for sure. Or anyone, like, who has that kind of trauma at a younger age. Like, right. I sat down next to a homeless girl yesterday. Right. Like, someone who... Did you know she was homeless when you sat down next to her? Yes, I saw her in Copley, like, uh, with a sign that said she was homeless. Yeah. But she looked really uncomfortable and not, like, tweaking uncomfortable, just, like, you could tell she felt really weird about this. And I don't think she was there that long, because as I was walking through the mall, like, she caught up with me. Mm. And, like, I don't think she was targeting me. Um, You didn't look you had a good hand out? No, but she... (laughs) like sat down and she looked really rough like Mm. just really sad yeah and I couldn't walk by because like I felt that before oh so you felt you wanted to sit with her yes Mm. so I like Mm -hmm. sat down Mm -hmm. and I was like are you okay yeah because people are ignored the weird people are ignored so what did she say um she like she seemed really uncomfortable (laughs) (laughs) You broke the fourth wall with the homeless person. I did. 
I like, I like broke through the glass. So I, I sat down next to her and she said that she, you know, left a, a abusive situation with a family member and she's homeless on the streets of Boston. And I'm like, isn't that cold? Like, why are you here? Go somewhere warm. So I work at the Prudential Center. It's funny. There was, a, there's a lot of homeless people there right now because it's the warmest. It's a, it's sort of a atrium sort of complex that's connected through skyways and stuff. There's a lot of homeless people that live there and come get shelter there in the wintertime. Well, I talked to her and I didn't, I, I sat there and talked to her for like four minutes because mm-hmm. she seemed so uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but I gave her 20 bucks. Like, I don't usually do that Yeah. because I don't know people's motives, but honestly, like I saw someone feeling very weird and suffering and I'm like, I know what that feels like and right. like I don't even care about her motives or right. like what's really going on I could see that she was like not okay yeah yeah I think it pushes you it definitely like I I noticed like the friends that I drew closer were those that had have definitely had like freakish experiences maybe when they were younger too do you know what I mean one of my friends had gone through lupus when she was a teenager and it had really isolated her and drew her to people who were on the opposite sides of the bell curve and still does I think too well those are the only people you can talk to about yeah. like some of this weirdness yeah and it also liberates you on more shallow levels too I mean I went to Palm Springs recently and it was kind of a cold snap there but I had these white Birkenstocks and they just make my life sweet and that alone like having white Birkenstocks I mean come on but I love like the cool shaky geekiness of them and then it was just like cold and I was like you know what like we're waiting at this place La Coupine which is like amazing it's in the high desert it's like very LA and you have to wait like two hours to get a seat there and they're open four days a week from like like I don't know they're open from like two to ten like what what are those hours anyway <laughs> so but it's delicious and wonderful so we're going there and I'm wearing like bright pink L.L. Bean like wear like like tough wear forever sock that I love these white Birkenstocks no shame in my game I just I just do not I do not give a shit and I do think sometimes I may have to move to California because I'm oh. so weird now <laughs> And I fit well, in well there. And people well, were like, Those, that's an amazing outfit. And I'm cancer like, Cancer makes you, you desensitized you. to other people's, like, judgments. Well, it wears you down. The treatment process makes you so weird at times, Well, right? the treatment process itself is weird. Like, you occupy such a weird space right. during cancer treatment. Oh, my God. With all these weirdos and, like, the fear of impending death. Like, it's a weird place to be. It's a weird place to even, like, communicate with other weird people. You represent something so extreme i mean i remember i when i was like going through my expansion process your boobs look i don't know if you remember this but your boobs look like really like when you're going through immediate reconstruction with expansion your boobs look kind of huge and strange and very obviously fake at a certain point and you're going through chemo i was going through chemo at that point too so i would ride my bike down to the pond and i would have a a bandana on my head and i'd kept a semblance of my eyebrows and i was bandana on my head and i'd take my my clothes off and i would have women looking at me sort of maybe a little envy or something and then i would switch my bandana to like a swim cap you know to cover my little bald head and suddenly there i could i I kind of did it intentionally a few times. I would see, I would see their eyes go ding, dang, dong, and it would be like, "Oh no, no jealousy, no judgment about plastic surgery." You have like the weirdest uh, winner of all arguments. 
Like, you have the weirdest trump card no, when you're... you're a lesson. You're a walking lesson. And I think <laughs> that's one of the things that makes You're a walking cautionary tale. No, you're a walking lesson of, like, don't make assumptions. But it's exhausting. Like, it's kind of fun, like, the first few times. But also, it's exhausting and strange. And it does, you know, wear you down into weirdness. Well, when you're part of, like, the diseased of the population, right. you're, like, working. Everyone's, like, working through their shit through you. You're walking tragedy. You, I, I you, mean, you were like you were like society's scapegoat. You become incredibly strong. I mean, I know that I can remain calm under any circumstances. Well, only the strong survive. True that. <laughs> you can really be like you've survived a lot, but have you survived cancer, man? But it's like a weird strength. It's a weak strength because, like, you're kind. Of, I, you're. It's like the you illusion know too much. Of it's like strength. you know too much. It's like you know too much. It's like you're weaker because you don't have the delusions of constant health in a way. But you I'll can't take that. afford the delusions. I know. I think there's a real like Zen moment in here, and I don't know what it is. I'm not smart enough. But there's so many things that break you down into weirdness. So like the chemotherapy, that looking into the maw of the radiation machine, I still can't imagine how you did that. And that must make you really fucking weird. Oh my god, it was like, like it was like looking into the sky. Oh, it is the Matrix. Oh, it's so weird. Like, you were forced on to the edges of the bell curve through this treatment. Right. And, like, now you're, like, all of your constituent weirdest parts. Like, how does... How do you communicate that to people? I don't think you can. Like, I know a lot of people who've gone through it, obviously knowing you, like knowing lots of people that have been through it and being involved with this podcast and the community and everything. And like, I still can't imagine what it's actually like to go through it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I the more I know, the more I realize like, whoa, that sounds like a really intense experience that'll be kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but that's the whole thing. It's also like just going through the constant surgeries, like so many surgeries makes you weird too. Like going through so many anesthesias. I just got an endoscopy because my stomach's weird. (laughs) weird. My stomach's weird because like all of the drugs that melted my cancer may have melted like my stomach, like cell linings that are the same cells. So now I'm not absorbing things. I don't know. So like I got an endoscopy and they put me under, they put an IV in my arm. They're like, this might burn for a second and I was like okay it burnt for like a minute and a half like to the point where I whimpered in tears and I had like a thing in my mouth and that was my Wednesday you know what I mean (laughs) and I went I had done that on a Wednesday I'm I'm worried (laughs) I had fire in my veins from anesthesia (laughs) and then I had a scope done and then I had a biopsy but I didn't get into that because I just that's what I just do that's what I just do it's your every day well, it's my everyday. I don't even want to look at like all of the weird feelings in my body because maybe that's cancer coming back. Maybe yeah. that's lymphedema. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's something else terrible. Yeah. Like you and you have to like look at your weird. You got to look at your weird. You got to you got to look at your weird and you got to wonder. And you know, I don't have the results yet back from my biopsy and there were no tumors found or anything like that. A little hiatal hernia, teeny. But like, it, 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 you know, there's no awful, awful signs. But someone wrote to me like, oh, it's good that you haven't heard back yet. And I'm like, yeah, maybe. No, I don't know. Because sometimes interesting things take longer. Like it just it gives you this whole different level of like, yeah, I'm varsity. You're junior. So, you know, scat. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Even just, though you don't really. I mean, you know, a little bit more than someone who's never been through it but you don't know like the whole experience i don't know if i know shit i just know it's weird (laughs) (laughs) that's what i did on wednesday (laughs) 
but like I'm just wondering if like are am I the weird one that's attracting the weirdness or no. um you is, did the weirdness like was okay, that first forced of all, upon me? Let's just say the fact that we have a podcast and we're talking about this is on weird the as a podcast is weird. <laughs> And but and I just want to acknowledge we wouldn't have done this without the weirdness of cancer coming back to our theme of tonight's topic because that's the thing it's like cancer makes you do weird things it's like weirdception a lot of people my age who are like pushing forty eight I guess oh shit that's like old but anyway like they don't make a lot of new friends for instance like I made a new friend in you very deeply because like we went through some weird stuff and no one else can relate to it and like that's even weird you don't even know itself that we made and I made a new friend. But it's good weird, but it's like still weird. It's weird that like this is like your whole population, your whole friend group. What is? Well, like the weirdness. No, I have some. I I don't I don't know that anyone isn't isn't touched by some weird though. Do you know like we know everyone has cancer, everyone has stuff that's that's strange, but cancer is definitely like at a young age definitely pushes you into like. It pushes you in the weird for yourself. Well, like, you can't hide the weird. Like, you have a bald head. You are, You've had like, to give up a lot. You've had to give up a lot. That's why I love those white Birkenstocks, and I just love them. It's like, I, I feel like a little girl. You know when you're, like, a little girl, and you're like, I love my pink tutu. And your mother's like, no, you cannot wear that to school. And you're like, but I'm going to. No, no, I just do. No one can tell you no anymore. I mean, people can tell you no, but then you can just be like, ha I like it. I still wear my colored wigs. I know. I don't love that. And I tell you that. You know that I tell you. Not that. very often. Appropriately. Yeah, you've worn a red wig over once and I was like, I don't like it. Take it off. And you were like, it matches my outfit for Christmas. And I was like, no, I don't like it. Because <laughs> it was a little too weird. Remember, that was our could and should, no shoulds and cancer episode. Remember that? Was this a lesson for me? I don't know. All I know, maybe I'm weird about... Okay, let me own something. I am actually now weird about wigs having gone through cancer in a way that I used to not be because I did not like wigs and cancer. So I'm having a reaction to your wig. I just want to own that for myself. Are you projecting wig weirdness on me? Well, let's move to Spain. Let's move to protocols. Okay. (laughs) So I'm all for Spain, but first let's start with protocols. Okay. Well, I think that you should embrace the weirdness. Yeah. Embrace your inner freak. Well, like, you have no choice. I have no choice right now. Your weirdness is come is there. The white You're just gonna be weird. The white dogs are the only thing making. And me you know happy. what? Embrace your weird and like don't give a shit what anyone else thinks. I don't care like, what anyone thinks. And if you've been through cancer, like you probably don't. You don't have energy for that shit. I had no hair, and then my eyebrows and eyelashes fell out in one day. <laughs> At least I have eyelashes now. I never have a bad eyelash day anymore. I almost lost my fingernails. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you should also find others who are weird. Yeah, you know what? My, I gotta tell you, my fringe people, like, my people who suffered maybe some of that made them feel a little outsider, my gays, my artists, my creatives, they've been really important to me right now. Well, you need to... They're awesome people anyway, but, like, they're very, very dear to me right now because I love this spirit. Well, they're the ones who understand you're freaky. They, They know how to lift up in the freaky, and it's just great. Yeah. Go to P-Town. They've had a lot of practice. Yeah. Love it. Go to West Hollywood. Just feel it. Go to, go to Las Vegas. So go to the gay near you. Is my... Is a protocol moving? Should I move? We, neither of us moved. <laughs> Tried that for recovery. Is that part of weirdness? 
We well, know. Like, uh, what like, I think is weird is that we do? both fantasize about moving to Spain, specifically in their... <laughs> Let's go, Mimi. I know. <laughs> I am so... That's weird. Winter. It's weird. Well, but Mallorca's like, not weird. I mean, it's weird to maybe Americans, but I don't need their approval. But, um, like, what I'm saying is that if your space made you weird, if your cancer made you weird... Yeah. Then maybe you need to get into a new space. I don't know. Maybe. Would that help? I have no idea. There's all this, like, weird visa stuff now. We have to get visas. <laughs> Not if we move to Puerto Rico. Let's go to Puerto Rico. It's nice, but you know, this, this episode is really falling apart. I can't even believe okay, it. Okay, I will edit it. I'm really okay, so good my at post production because it's something that I started today. Go to boot camp. I started doing a boot camp, and I'm not. Do you saying, enjoy it? I don't even know. But I needed to shake things up. I was feeling like I need to be, like, I need to shake things up. This winter's getting to me. I can't really just go off and move to Spain or Puerto Rico for well, that I would say ge- so- I would say generalize that and, like, start something new. Lena, that's what I was about to get to, semicolon, okay? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Semicolon just- for bowel cancer month. <laughs> a new paragraph I think you should just start something new maybe you want to start weaving working on a loom I I want to cancel my internet and like go on like a Walden quest in the middle of the city Okay, sure. And you could you could get really into white Birkenstocks. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't cancel my internet. I have a podcast. No, but I just I do want to say like this this episode we got to end it. But um because it's really it's fallen apart. And I, we we're just like we can't even believe we did an episode tonight cuz cancer does make you weird. Well, no. This is a weird episode so for weird. like oh, it's weirdception. This is just really free form. <laughs> but um the the point that I'm about to make about boot camp is that I just tried something new. I've never done a boot camp. I've worked out with my trainer who's actually leading like half of these boot camps. And I've never like worked out with other people. I was like boxing and like running across the room and then like boxing. It was very exciting and invigorating and different. And it went from six until seven in the morning. And of course I was nervous. So I got there at like 5.45 and I was like, I'm really nervous. And you know, so just like with your weirdness, just embrace even more weirdness. I guess that's what I'm saying. Just like go into the weird, lean into the weird people. Yeah, your 2.0 may not find the weirdness weird. And you you may just find that you love boot camp. I'm not there yet. <laughs> But I like it. I may love it someday, but I, it's okay. It was a good thing to do this morning. I can't believe I have to do it like for the next month. I I do Six not envy months. you. It's really early. I'm gonna start hanging out with weird bike people. I gotta tell you, I feel very invigorated from it. And I did I did I did 50 sit-ups, and I would not have done that on my own. Mm, yeah. well, I'm I should be at a hundred. So I feel that now. There's no should in cancer, Mimi. Okay, fine. There, but there is should in boot camp. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, thanks, boot camp. All right. No. <laughs> Actually, thanks, cancer, for getting to boot camp. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks, listeners. Sorry. This is a mess. Thanks, cancer. <laughs> that was our episode. Thanks for listening to Thanks, Cancer. If you guys enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you would give us a review on iTunes or Google Play. And you can find us on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook at Thanks, Cancer. And please, we'd love to hear from you, your stories. Your protocols. Exactly. Advice that you have to share with the community. So send us your audio files at info at thanksCancer.com. Well, we shook what our mamas gave us till we couldn't shake no more. We got down on our knees when cancer knocked at our door. We got kicked in the ass.
When it rains, it falls into this half full glass. Oh, thanks, cancer. Thanks, cancer. Thanks, cancer. Victories in the dark. <laughs>